scratches and pops is my dad Frank Beccarello. Thanks sweetie and thank you for tuning into episode 153 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. Here's a fun find from my father's LPs and an artist that we have not gotten to yet despite my dad having a couple of records from him. He's a piano player you might not have heard of but you've probably heard in many famous recordings including Elvis's Heartbreak Hotel. He has also covered many hits and made hits for himself, all in his Slipknot style. And he liked recording TV themes, as you'll hear on this album. So, get ready to hear the young generation, because they've got something to say in Volume 153, Kramer's Monkeys.
Floyd Kramer on piano, with his orchestra backing him with the theme from The Monkees, written by Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart. Okay, why this record for this episode? Well, Floyd Kramer was a musician I was familiar with from my time at the first radio station where I worked. His hit, Last Date, and his versions of some of the popular hits of the time, like A Walk in the Black Forest, were in regular rotation at WBBG. I had also realized that my dad has a few Kramer albums, so I thought I'd be one. I chose this one specifically because of the music he covers here. Of course, I grew up watching the TV show The Monkees, and it's interesting that several of their tunes are even still popular to this day. Kramer's famous slipnote style is quite evident on these renditions, but it doesn't make them any less monkey-ish. So let's move on to the only song on this album actually written by one of the monkeys. It's Papa Jean's Blues, written by Michael Naismith, one of the multi-talented musicians of the group as he played several instruments. All right, let me tell you about my dad's vinyl I have chosen for this episode. Floyd Kramer. Floyd Kramer plays the Monkees on the RCA Victor label, number LPM3811. It's a vinyl LP album mono Dynagroove format. It was released in 1967. Its genre is pop, and its style is rock country. And we will hear seven of the 11 songs on the album. And other than the list of songs and their length, uh, there are only a few liner notes, so I'll read them all. Floyd Kramer and his popular piano take on the rollicking good sounds of the Monkees, playing for you the top hits of the hottest group today. It was, it was arranged by Bill McElhinney, 
produced by Chet Atkins and Felton Jarvis. It was recorded in RCA Victor's Nashville Sound Studio in Nashville, Tennessee, with the recording engineer of Jim Malloy. Okay, let's see what prices this record is being sold at on Discogs.com. $10.62 for the highest, $1.85 for the low, for a $4.45 average, a $4 median. And it was last sold uh, July 11th, 2023 for $3.75. I found copies on eBay from $7 to $8.50 and one on Amazon for $13.27. My dad's record is in terrible condition. There are several pops in the music I chose for the episode, but none of them turn into skips, so that's good. I can see that the surface has plenty of small scratches and other markings. The cover is in even worse condition been a record in a radio station's collection. Uh, it's got a not-for-sale stamped in the corner. It has typical DJ notations on the back cover around where the songs are listed, and there's a familiar label made of tape so it could be found quickly in a large collection. The back and top seams are taped, but not with my dad's black electrical tape. The third seam should have tape on it. In fact, it looks like someone tried to apply some. Yes, this record is a mess, but I'll value my dad's vinyl at a quarter. <laughs> okay, next up, probably the least known song in this episode.
Tomorrow's Gonna Be Another Day. Written by Steve Bennett and Tommy Boyce. Okay, they say, hey, hey, we're the monkeys. But just who were the monkeys? Well, the monkeys were an American pop rock band formed in Los Angeles in the mid-1960s. The band consisted of Mickey Dolenz, Davy Jones, Michael Naismith, and Peter Tork. Spurred by the success of the television show of the same name, the Monkees were one of the most successful bands of the 1960s, with international hits, four chart-topping albums, and three chart-topping songs, Last Train to Clarksville, I'm a Believer, and Daydream Believer. The band sold more than 75 million records worldwide. Originally, the Monkees were a fictional band created for the NBC television sitcom The Monkees, Dolans, Jones, Naismith, and Tork were cast to portray members of a band in the sitcom. Music credited to the Monkees appeared in the sitcom and was released on LPs and on singles beginning in 1966, and the sitcom aired from 1966 to 1968. At first, the band members' musical contributions were primarily limited to lead vocals and the occasional composition, with the remaining music provided by professional songwriters and studio musicians. As a quick aside here, I love this line I found from one of the many articles I read on the Monkees while researching this episode. Here it is. This was a manufactured band whose first two records featured the legendary wrecking crew putting down the grooves and the Brill Building providing the songs. Both of those are entities I have mentioned many times on this show. Though this arrangement the Monkees had yielded multiple hit albums and singles, the band melted and, after a brief power struggle, gained full control over the recording process in 1967. For two albums, the Monkees mostly performed as a group. However, within a year, each member was pursuing his own interest under the Monkees' name, rendering the Monkees once again a group in name only. With widespread allegations that the band members did not play their own instruments, followed by the cancellation of the Monkees, diminishing success on the charts, and waning popularity overall, band members began to leave the group. The Monkees officially broke up in 1970. Let's also learn a little about the featured performer, Floyd Kramer. Floyd Kramer was born October 27, 1933, in Shreveport, Louisiana. He was an American pianist who became famous for his use of melodic half-step attacks. He was inducted into both the Country Music Hall of Fame and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. His signature playing style was a cornerstone of the pop-oriented Nashville sound of the 1950s and 60s. Kramer's slip note or bent note style in which a passing note slides almost instantly into or away from a chordal note influenced a generation of pianists. His sound became popular to the degree that he stepped out of his as a and began touring as a solo act, by the way he went into the Rock Hall as a sideman. In 1960, his piano instrumental solo, Last Date, went to number two on the Billboard Hot 100 pop music charts and sold over one million copies. He taught himself to play the piano. After finishing high school, he returned to Shreveport, Louisiana, where he worked as a pianist for the radio show Louisiana Hayride. After Elvis Presley performed on that show in 1955. He hired his own band, which included Kramer, Jimmy Day, Scotty Moore, Bill Black, and DJ Fontana. This group remained his supporting band for much of that year. However, when Presley asked them to relocate to Hollywood, 
Kramer and Day declined to follow him there, preferring to remain in Nashville to pursue independent careers as studio musicians. In Nashville, Kramer found that piano accompaniment in country music was growing in popularity. By the next year, he was, in his words, in day and night doing session. Before long, he was one of the busiest studio musicians in the industry, playing piano for stars such as Elvis Presley, Brenda Lee, Patsy Cline, The Browns, Jim Reeves, Eddie Arnold, Roy Orbison, Don Gibson, and the Everly Brothers, among others. It was Kramer's piano playing, for instance, on Presley's first RCA Victor single, Heartbreak Hotel. While Kramer was well-established as a session player, he had a long career as a solo performer, with dozens of his own albums and singles, including some top 40 instrumental hits. He died of lung cancer New Year's Eve, December 31st, 1997, at the age of 64. Now, two written by a guy who did a little singing himself. Spinning My Dad's Vinyl.
there was a little bit me, a little bit you. And third, I'm a believer. Both of them written by Neil Diamond, a name you just might have heard. Bomp, bomp, bomp. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. And the Monkees' version of I'm a Believer, well, it was Diamond's first number one hit as a songwriter. Okay, time now for this episode's interesting side note. And it has to do with if the members of the Beatles had any issues with the fact that they were being highly imitated by the Monkees. I found this from a July 21st, 2020 article written by Matthew Trzynski and published on Showbiz Cheat Sheet, and I'll drop the link to the article in this episode's liner notes. Quote, The monkeys have their own scene, and I won't send them down for it, John Lennon said, according to Mental Floss. You try a weekly television show and see if you can manage one half as good, unquote, John was an extremely cultured and talented man, so his endorsement of the Monkees sitcom meant a lot. In addition, Mickey Dolenz told Westwood that John correctly said the Monkees were more like the Marx Brothers than the Fab Four. Certainly the humor more similar to the Marx Brothers' humor than it was to the Beatles' dry wit. Meanwhile, George Harrison liked some of the songs the Monkees produced themselves. According to the article in NME, he said, quote, It's obvious what's happening. There's talent there. When they get it all sorted out, they might turn out to be the best, unquote. It's quite the statement coming from a member of rock and roll's most acclaimed band. In addition, Ringo Starr got along well with Dolan's. Dolan's told Cleveland Scene Magazine he spent more time with Ringo than any other member of the Beatles, though he did spend time with John and Paul. He recalls hanging out with Ringo after Ringo moved to Los Angeles in the 1970s. Tork shared a similar sentiment, saying, Ringo is my favorite Beatle. It truly was Ringo that I found to be the most open and human, unquote. That just leaves Paul. Dolan's befriended Paul during the recording of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Hearts Club Band. According to the Fab Four FAQ, the two musicians would get high together. Dolan's was there for the recording of Good Morning, Good Morning. The Beatles didn't seem to have a problem with the Monkees at all. Not only that, they gave the Monkees some once-in-a-lifetime opportunities to watch them flex their creative muscles. The Monkees did pretty well for a group of Beatles imitators. If you get a chance to read that article, also click on some of the links of the source material. There are stories in there as well. Okay, let's hear one of those songs that was so closely compared to the Beatles. Thank you. 
Vare's Last Train to Clarksville, written by Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart, a songwriting duo from the Brill Building. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. Floyd Kramer has a unique style, which piano players tried to copy in the 1960s. I can almost always instantly recognize by him. And for him to have released an album of music from one of the groups that I not only get a kick out of hearing still, but also got a kick out of watching all those years ago. Of course, mostly in reruns. So there's something interesting about this record being in my dad's collection. While he has another Floyd Kramer LP, and I know he had a few of his cassettes and CDs, I don't remember my dad being much of a fan of the Monkees TV show, so I'm not sure why he chose to own this specific release from Kramer. But I'm glad my dad does have this vinyl in his collection. Okay, let's finish with one of the group's best rock tunes. I'm not your stepping stone. One more, written by Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart. And there you have selections from a popular pianist playing music from what was once a fictional TV pop group. So thanks for tuning into Volume 153, Kramer's Monkeys, however you did. If you want more information about this show, head over to spinningmydadsvinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops for Volume 154, Swingin' Sounds. Until then, 
Go with the flow, my friends. Thank you.